Hello and welcome to Moneyline. This is Matt McCall. Thanks for joining me this week. It is Tuesday, January 12th, I think. Yes, it's January 12th. And we got a big show for you today. We're going to talk about how to invest in the blue wave. Whether you like it or not, it's coming. So we need to know how to invest in that. We're going to talk about the Bitcoin breakout and then the subsequent pullback. We are going to take your questions, a SPAC update, four big deals are going through, and a stock for buying now and paying later. All coming up now on Moneyline. The buck starts here. Moneyline with Matt McCall. All right, folks, once again, this is Matt McCall. Thanks for joining me. It is Tuesday, January 12, 2021. And as you can see, I am still in one of the most beautiful places in the world here in Nicaragua uh, with the Pacific Ocean floating behind me. It is a little windy today, uh, so it might sound like there's wind in the background because there is. But I got to tell you, it feels so damn good that I had to do it outside anyway. But we have a big show to talk about. Uh, we had the markets open Monday, a little down, breaking a, a, a little bit of a winning streak, if you will. And they're down a little bit here today right now. We were up earlier, but uh, they're mixed. I mean, we had the S&P down less than 0.2%. Uh, the Dow is basically flat. Uh, Nasdaq's down a couple points. Uh, but what I do see doing well, and I've been saying this for months, the Russell 2000 Small Mid-Cap Index is up 1.4% today. And if you see me looking around, it's just because I have a couple computers set up outside here. This is my makeshift office for, for a few months. But the Russell 2000 right now is hitting a new all-time high. This tells you something, folks, when there's money coming in small mid-caps, and I'm about to talk about that in a moment when I talk about the blue wave. But a few of the topics we're going to talk on, uh, as I mentioned in the open, how to invest in blue wave, sectors I'm going to tell you that you want to invest in. We're going to talk Bitcoin because the, the rally to 41000 and change, then a pullback, a lot to talk about there. And then an update on SPACs. Four SPACs that have announced deals recently, of course, a lot to do with EVs, electric vehicles, but uh, four deals that came out and four that I think you want to keep an eye on. Um, and then a sector is called buy now, pay later. It's kind of like the old school layaway you used to do with, at the department stores. And there's a company that's about to go public tomorrow that I'm going to talk about there. And then a little quick segment called do your homework, which is about a stock that's went nuts this week. And then last my Ask Matt segment, I got six stock questions I'm going to take for you. So let's get into it because like I said, it's a big show. There's a lot to talk about. Number one, investing in the blue wave. So what this means is obviously Biden's going to be sworn in as president 20th of January. So uh, eight days from now, uh, we have the Democrats have control of Congress and now the Senate with the two seats in Georgia. So all three, basically, and that's what they, they call the blue wave. Again, like it or not, I, I don't want people to be pissed off be, and not invest because it didn't come out the way that you wanted to politically. We have to put all that aside when it comes to investing, and that's why I'm talking about this. So to make sure you're in the market and you're in the right sectors, because regardless of what you think of the left or the right, or any politician for that matters, um, you have to think about yourself and your financial future, and don't spite your investment future just to think you're getting back at them. When, keep in mind, all politicians, are doing anything that they can to make money. They're all, well, I'll leave it there. We're gonna keep it good today, a clean show. Number one is infrastructure and clean energy. I mean, you take a look at Biden's plan, it is gonna be for about between one to three trillion, I think on the upper end of the range, the next couple of years that will be spent uh, on infrastructure, on um, transportation, as far as clean energy transportation, charging stations, bridges, you name it. Um, 
power plant. I mean, he talked about redoing windows and skyscrapers. I think that's a little asinine, personally, but uh, there, there are a lot of things. Uh, broadband to everybody, uh, high-speed broadband getting out there, that's good for 5G. So there's going to be a lot spent on infrastructure, clean energy, and we kind of knew that already, obviously, and that's why TAN, which is the solar ETF, symbol T-A-N, uh, had run up so much. In March, it was down around $20. It was above 120 just a couple days ago. It did pull back uh, Friday and again yesterday, and again today, it's down about 1%. And it was due for a pullback. Folks, I love clean energy stocks. I love solar stocks. But again, they can't go straight up, so there was due for a pullback at that point. Um, also looking in within that clean energy, you know, keep in mind there's a lot of stuff. There's, there's wind as well. There's actually a wind ETF, which is symbol F-A-N. Uh, also had a really big run. It was down to 10 bucks in uh, in March, rallied up to 26, uh, since pulled back to 25, down there 2% today. But again, ran up very, very high, must come back as well. Uh, hydrogen, uh, electric vehicles, charging stations, all this has to do with this clean energy push. Um, smart grids, I mean, you name it. So there's a lot of investment opportunities out there. And uh, we try to put those in our newsletters, uh, investment opportunities and early stage investor. Uh, also for my clients at Penn Financial Group, we uh, invest in the same sectors as well. Uh, different stocks always, but uh, similar, similar sectors uh, to that. And um, again, yeah, a lot of opportunity there. So don't forget to like, subscribe, comment below. Uh, I do read the comments, so uh, please put those up below. Uh, you also think about what else could do well in this blue wave. To me, it's US centric as well. You know, Trump was pretty big on the, the, the kind of made in America, old school, um, kind of putting tariffs on, on uh, China and other countries around the world, trying to keep U.S. centric. I believe we're in a global economy. We must be friendly as far as trade with other countries. Don't let countries screw us, but let's be friendly with them because we all need each other. It's a global supply chain. We saw during the pandemic what happens when the supply chain gets whacked out, uh, cut off. It, it could be a real mess for a lot of people and end up hurting jobs uh, and hurting the economy. So. Uh, U.S. centric, though, I think we will see a lot of focus, and that then again leads to small and mid-cap companies, which again are breaking out today, doing well. So keep that in mind. That's really bodes well for my small mid-cap thesis. Copper, uh, copper is something that will do well. Uh, infrastructure, uh, also with inflation. Keep in mind that the one to three trillion dollars spending, plus if they get uh, passed through two thousand dollar checks to everybody, whoever qualifies, I should say, not everybody. I don't think I'll get one. I don't like one, but I don't think I'm gonna get one. Uh, anybody who qualifies will, will get that check. There will be trillions in the next four years. I mean, I, 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 if I had to make a guess and just when you add in all the stimulus, uh, you maybe even add in the Fed and you add in any type of other infrastructure bills or other bills that come in, I think we're looking bottom line baseline three upper end eight trillion dollars next four years that money has to come from somewhere so it's going to be from printing press so the more that you print uh inflation right there's more if there's more dollars the supply increases and demand kind of stays here if supply goes up then the price then you lose value there's so many it's only worth so much it's, uh, it's, it's called inflation. That's why the U.S. dollar continues to drift lower for the last uh, century, basically. So I don't see that ending anytime soon. And inflation investing, copper will do well. Cryptocurrencies will do well. We'll talk about that more in a moment. Uh, land, owning land does well. Land is one of the great investments during an inflationary period. Um, and the other thing that I see happening is you're going to see the tre treasury curve steepen. 
So what that means is uh, you'll see some of the, the further ends, like the, the long, longer out, the 10-year bonds and the 30-year bonds, uh, the yields go up. We've already seen the yield in a 10-year move up to about 1.13-ish percent. So it means if you loan money to the U.S. government for 10 years, you get 1.13 percent annually. It's not keeping up with inflation in my mind, so you're actually losing money. So I'd never do that. Um, but uh, I think it could get closer to 1.5% in the next 12, 16, 12 to 18 months, maybe even higher. Um, so that would actually be uh, a good thing for one sector in particular, and that's regional banks and even a large financials. Because uh, even like the broker-dealers such as Charles Schwab, uh, which I do on some for clients at Penn Financial, as the interest rate goes up, the, uh, the margins in between the loans, because these banks and these brokerage firms borrow money and then they, they, they then uh, lend it out. So the higher the interest rate, the, the more the margin in, in that middle becomes and uh, the higher um, that their bottom line is. So higher interest rates are actually good for regional banks, large banks, brokerage firms, you name it. So you wait see the financials which have lagged the market uh, turn around here pretty soon and they have started to break out as of late and the XLF attracts the big financials is up against its high right now. Uh, which it actually go back to uh, 07 ish, uh, then it hit it again to 17, and again in uh, uh, 19, 2019, and then we're there. So we're about to break above really like a 15 year high. So they're getting close to breaking out. And as we know, the other market itself has been breaking out, so it's been lagging. Typically, financials will go along with the market. So we could see the financials do pretty well uh, in the next year, in my opinion. The one investment to avoid. And this is very important. Uh, and this is gonna be your traditional bond funds and your bond ETFs. Because as interest rates go up, there's an inverse effect on the price of the bond. As interest rates go up, that bond that's already issued is worth less because somebody can go out with new money and get a bond with a higher interest rate. So the value of that bond that's already issued drops. If you own corporate bonds, which I'll do for clients if they want to bring in income, if you own a corporate bond, you're locked in at a yield to maturity of whatever it might be. Say it's 4.5%. They'll pay their uh, semi-annual payments twice a year. Um, and then at the end, you get back par, which is uh, you know it's usually 100. So whatever, you, know, you might have to pay 101 for, maybe you buy it at 98 at a discount. Bottom line is you know exactly how much you're making per year because you can see the yield to maturity, yield to worse, whatever you want to call it. You know exactly what you're getting. Um, so you're locked in. The value of that bond may go up and down over that lifetime, but that it doesn't matter because you're holding it for the lifetime. When it comes to bond funds, folks, uh, take a look at, for example, TLT. Uh, that's the iShares Barclays 20 plus year treasury bond ETF. It's one of the big ones. Well, as interest rates have been going up, this bond fund has actually fallen. Since July, just July, folks, the bond fund, this bond ETF is down 13%. Keep in mind the market's up in that time frame, but down 13%. Uh, it's today trading at the lowest level that we've seen since March. So people think that they're safe in bond ETFs. You're losing money. Not only you, you, you're not even that you're just keeping your principal, you will lose money because that basket of bonds is worth less every day interest rates go up. Whether it be a bond fund or a bond ETF, basket of bonds, but if you're just doing it yourself and you're holding buying a corporate bond to maturity, which is the only way I'll do this, you'll be fine. But when you do it like this and you buy the ETFs, and which a lot of financial advisors put you in bond ETFs or bond funds, 
If interest rates go up, you're going to lose money. It is the worst investment you could be in right now, the investment you must avoid. So if you, you call your advisor right now, and if he or she says, no, 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 get rid of them. I mean, this is bad, bad news, something to keep an eye on. All right, speaking of advisors, they probably tell you this is garbage too, but what about Bitcoin? <laughs> Since we've last spoken, uh, I won the bet. I don't know if I won it last Friday or not, but I've won the, yeah, I think I won the race to 40K at that point. Uh, Bitcoin did run all the way up above 41,000, and uh, it then had its pullback. Uh, Bitcoin then pulled back, and people, I, I told you last Friday, it can't go straight up that it was going to pull back, right? You think I'm nuts? I, I'm not. It did pull back. Uh, we had Bitcoin pull all the way back to around 30, what did it hit, 30,600 or so. Uh, and you know the high was just under 42,000. Uh, we bounced off that 30, and now we're back to 35. And I was saying on Twitter, hey, on that pullback, it was yesterday, it was around 30, 31, 32. Great time to buy in a pullback, in my opinion. Think about this. It's been less than a month ago since we broke above 20,000 for the first time. We went from 20,000 to 41,000 and change, almost 42,000. So let's call it 21,000 the upside. And you pull back 11,000, kind of what we did. That's a 50% retracement of the breakout. That's normal. That is not abnormal. It just happens. It's so volatile when it comes to cryptos and Bitcoin that it happens much quicker. And, and you know this, this day and age, we had the fastest bear market ever, less than a year ago. So folks, I said on Twitter, and I'm going to say it here too. And again, if you don't follow me, it's Matthew McCall on Twitter. Two C's, two L's. If something like this, if you freak out, you say you bought into Bitcoin at 15,000, it hits 41 and you think that the world's easy, and then it pulls back to 30, 31, and you think the world sucks and this is crazy, I, I can't believe this, I can't believe it can sell. Get out of Bitcoin, it's not for you. Read books, learn what investing is all about, and then get back in. Because you are not emotionally ready to be in cryptos for sure. Maybe in the stock market you are, but you're not emotionally ready to be in cryptocurrencies. They are volatile, the stock market's volatile. If you can't handle corrections, which happen typically about every 16 months, and that's a pullback between 10 and 20%, on average 13%. And if the market pulls back 13%, there's a good chance your stock could be back 25, 30, 35, 40%. If you can't handle that, get out until you can handle it. Because what's gonna happen, I'm, I'm telling you this, I've seen it way too many times in the last two decades. You're gonna sell when it's down 40% and you're gonna end up losing money and you'd be better off just sitting in cash or just being in a market and the spiders. So please, I'm not telling you, I don't want to uh, deter you or discourage you, but you have to be mentally um, educated and prepared for the stock market, for cryptocurrencies, for any type of investing. So please, please, please. And again, it's like a tough love I'm giving you here, but I'm just trying to help you save you from yourself, honestly. All right, so real quick, um, I, I have a chart here, which I'm gonna have the producers pop in here, but this is a chart and shows the Bitcoin um, pullbacks uh, going back to 2014, and it shows it off the high, how many times we've pulled back um, substantially, over 25%. It happens all the time. This is normal. This is just a number, another normal pullback for me, and I still love it long-term. I said at 40, I don't know if it pulls back to 30 before it gets to 50,000, I don't know. I still believe it easily gets to 50,000, if not 100,000 in the next 18 months. So I love the pullbacks as buying opportunities. I don't know if it hit 20 before it hits 50. I, I, I don't know. But I do know I think the odds of it hitting 50 are pretty damn good in the next 6 to 12 months, and 100,000 in the next 12 to 18 months that I'm willing to hold, and I'm willing to buy in pullbacks. So, and don't ask me what price is in the pullback, because I don't know. And if anybody says they know, they're lying to you. You can look at a chart to get an idea. 
I think 30,000, 30, 30, 31,000, that's a nice support there, but I don't, I don't know. You have to be able to think long-term, folks. All right, so let's get into a SPAC update. Um, man, these SPACs have been moving. Uh, I've been happy with our performance here. And I think I mentioned Friday, uh, I tried out a new kind of uh, SPAC strategy for myself. I always try things out of my own money first because I don't want to mess up anybody else's uh, subscribers or clients. And it worked out well. So now I'm moving over to uh, our clients at Penn Financial. And we're building a SPAC portfolio within their portfolios. And uh, I, I'm super stoked about it. It's something where I don't think anybody's doing it. And I'm not going to share exactly what we're doing. But the only thing I'll say, we're, we're buying into SPACs before they make an announcement. We're diversifying. And uh, we have limited downside, in my opinion, for a lot of these. And with the limited downside and very high upside, it's... Uh, it's a moderate approach. It's not even aggressive in my mind. And I think it's something where this is an approach that nobody out there is doing that I know of. And uh, I'm so excited. Uh, we started buying two last week for some clients. I'm probably going to buy another one today. I have a buy-in actually right now for one today. Uh, but we haven't been filled yet uh, that I know of. Let me check right now because I want to see if we actually get filled. But, uh, yeah, we're going to keep adding them. And I can't wait. I'm super, super excited we did not get filled. Um, so, yes, that is something where uh, the SPAC market is just getting started. The opportunities there, folks, are still abundant. So, four deals in the last couple of days. I'm just going through them in no specific order, just how I wrote them down. Uh, one is CCIV, is a, is a symbol of this one. Uh, the SPAC is Churchill Capital uh, Corporation 4, so it's their fourth SPAC. And uh, this thing took off yesterday. Uh, rallied from around 10 bucks up to uh, 15. Right now it's at 14.66, uh, up another buck 46 here today. And uh, they are uh, in a uh, plans to merge with Lucid Motors. Uh, it's a luxury electric vehicle company. A uh, guy who was over at the, uh, helped develop one of the Tesla cars uh, started it. Um, Michael Klein's the guy behind Churchill Capital. They've had some successes in the past. The deal would be worth as much as $15 billion. So it's one to keep an eye on. And uh, Lucid is one of the nicer, uh, well-known uh, EV companies and they plan deliveries as early as the second quarter again luxury segment um, looking back at some of the the, the the deals that Michael Klein over at Churchill's done before with their SPACs uh, they did one with a company uh, called uh, Clarivate uh, sorry uh, CCC is a symbol I always put you the name uh, Clarivate Analytics and uh, this stocks up at $30.50 you know they start at 10 so that's a double, that's a 3xer right there uh, it also recently um, their uh, uh, Churchill 2 merged, uh, that was CCXX with Multiplant, MPLN, stock ran a 13, that's fell, it's down to 8 bucks now, so it's actually below that $10 price. Uh, and then they have um, another one out there right now with plans to merge, and that's Churchill Capital 3, uh, I believe, or is that 2? Let me see here. That's 2. 3 was Multiplant 2. That $10.54 right now, they plan to merge with Skillsoft and Global Knowledge, um, some software companies, but Mark's not really loving it. It's shot to 12, came back down to 10, now it's at 10.50. So this guy's been into business before, so we'll see. Lucid Motors appears to be potentially his biggest deal uh, he's got as of yet. Um, Faraday Motors, another one, of course, in the EV space. Not as stoked about Faraday, to be honest with you, but the stock pop popped up on it. Uh, Property Solutions Acquisition Corp, PSAC is a symbol of the SPAC. Uh, it shot from 10 and change up to 12. It's at 11.58 today. Um, I just, there's something about Faraday Motors. I, I don't want to get too deep into it, but I've done my research on it. I'm not blown away by it. So that's one I, I'd probably avoid at this point right now. 
another one that just uh, came out here this morning. Uh, this is ACTC, Arclight Clean Transition. Uh, this is one that is up huge. It's up 78% today, 2165. Um, this is a, another EV company, but their focus is on buses. Uh, one of the largest uh, EV bus companies in all of North America. Uh, they deal with buses for public transportation, school buses. This values a deal about $1.6 billion, which isn't really that big. Uh, the symbol will change to PTRA when it goes through, but that is one. It's obviously up 78%, so I'm not chasing anything here, but it is one I'll keep an eye on for a pullback because that is one that I do like. And when it comes to EV, it's, I think buses will be one of the first that really see it take off and be mass produced. So that, that's one to keep an eye on. And then the last one is not EVs, thank goodness. I mean, I feel like I want to talk about something else here. And this is the VPC Impact Acquisition Holdings, symbols of VIH on this. Uh, they announced um, uh, last week, it was on Friday, uh, that they uh, plan to merge with BACT, uh, which is spelled B-A-K-K-T. Uh, the parent company BACT is ICE, I-C-E, which uh, is a big uh, stock exchange uh, owner uh, throughout the world. And uh, BACT is basically an um, a, uh, a exchange and holdings for uh, digital assets. And they have an app that's going to be launched uh, that will track all your digital assets in one place. Everything from your cryptocurrencies to anything that's tokenized uh, to your rewards, uh, miles, stuff like that. It's going to be pretty cool. That, that app should be coming out. And I think that's going to be big. Uh, the value of this, of enterprise value, is about $2.1 billion. The stock shot up to like 16 and change from that $10 level after it was announced on Friday. It then pulled back yesterday. Today we're up another 18% to 1767. Um, I like the, the, the I like back to hot. I think it's a great play on cryptocurrencies. I think it's a great play on um, the app, just tracking everything. Uh, Backed was one of the first exchanges to have um, options and futures on cryptocurrencies. So big, big player. Ice is a huge company behind it. Um, one to really keep on. Again, tough to chase any of these when they move like that. Look for a pullback, but it's one that I would definitely uh, like to keep an eye on. Uh, real quick, I'm going to jump ahead to uh, the do your homework segment. So this is kind of funny, but not funny because I'm sure some people lost their shirts on it. But there is a um, messaging app called Signal. It's kind of like WhatsApp. So Elon Musk tweeted out to use Signal if you want to contact him because WhatsApp is going to start, I guess, sharing your information on there. And it's more of a privacy thing. Uh, we had our little uh, breakfast this morning with uh, some of the other entrepreneurs down here having coffee. And uh, one guy said, oh, get me on WhatsApp. And the other guy goes, no, no, get me on Signal. I don't have Signal yet, but uh, what happened was he tweeted about it, and there's a company called Signal Advance, S-I-G-L. It was a company that was worth a couple, couple million dollars, like a couple million, not a couple hundred, but a couple million dollars. And the stock rallied up to $70 a share, folks, from pennies. Yesterday, uh, it then closed uh, just below $40 a share. Just people start realizing this company is not the signal that owns the app. The stock is now down today 56% to 1680. The fact that it's still at 1680 blows my freaking mind because nothing's changed with this company from the time it was trading at pennies uh, just a couple days ago. Uh, it's, it's nuts. So, again, do your homework. You don't buy a company just because this, the name sounds alike, signals are a pretty common word. But it just shows that day and age that we're in, that things can move. I mean, my goodness. So again, uh, if anybody's in this, get the hell out. This isn't what you thought you bought. <laughs> I mean, why people are buying this still? I mean, the volume's a million shares here today. Um, I mean, at the average price, there's probably $25 million being exchanged. Like, 
I don't understand how I'm still trading at 16. I probably can't get shares of short. If I would, I, I would do it because they're probably going back down to pennies. It's crazy. So please do your homework. Um, I do have another segment, but I'm going to hold it because I'm going to spend more time on it. And the segment's called Buy Now, Pay Later. But I will say this. Uh, there's a company that's going public tomorrow. It's called Affirm, A-F-F-I-R-M. Uh, it's going to be uh, going public. They, they announced they're going to be raising money between about $41 to $44 a share. Uh, it's valuation at that about $10 billion. It's some guys that were at PayPal originally. Um, this is a company that's pretty darn interesting to me, so it's one that I think you want to keep an eye on. The segment, again, I'll, I'll dive into this a little bit more, but the symbol tomorrow will be AFRM. Again, never, never buy an IPO the first day. It's never what I do. And so it doesn't matter if we do it today or not. I'll do it Friday and then after we see trading for a couple days. But uh, it's, uh, there's a couple other stocks in that sector that, I, that I'm looking at uh, for clients. And uh, just if you want to just Google and get, your, get ahead, do some homework, buy now, pay later, affirm, AFRM will be the symbol uh, and the name of the company. So let's jump into the Ask Matt section before we wrap it up. Again, don't forget to like, subscribe, all that stuff down below. It's not a Tonya, it's not a beer, it's a uh, club soda, just so anybody knows. The Tonya actually have a very nice can, which is very good beer down here, by the way. It's Nicaraguan beer. All right, number one, people can keep asking about this company. I don't know why the people who've asking me, because it's just a high flyer, it's up and down. It's up 17% today. Uh, it's Fubo TV, symbol F-U-B-O. I, I, I mean, I think this company's garbage, honestly. I, I just feel like it's one of those ones where it's probably more like a Robin Hood type thing where, you know, the Robin Hood investors liked it because it went from $10 and then it went to 60 then it went back down to 20 and now it's back to 31 today. It's a $2.14 billion comp company and offers live streaming platform for sports and stuff. Um, you know, I've seen it uh, advertised all over the place uh, for watching certain sports, but let me just throw some stuff at you. Um, 2017... It did uh, 41,000 uh, 41, in sales. 1,000. Last year, uh, 2018, nothing. Last year, 4.2 million. Uh, and it's trading at 2.1 billion in valuation. Uh, you know, this year it's supposed to be 240 million. Next year, 457. So, yeah, you see, it's, it's, it is making more money according to the estimates. Uh, losing $5.41 a share this, this year, losing $2 next year, losing a buck the year after that. I just think it's extremely overvalued. I think it's an extremely aggressive play. I think it's a day trader's dream. And I just think there's better companies out there. So it's like, when people tell you to buy stocks like this, unfortunately you end up buying at 40, 50, 60 bucks when it's breaking out and you're down 50% right now. I just think people who are, who are recommending this are not doing their true due diligence. They're just trying to hop on a hot sector. So I think it's complete bullshit that people are telling you to buy this. Um, and, and anybody who's doing this doesn't care about you. They're trying to just get clicks. So please avoid stocks like that, honestly. Um, next one is NEO, which everybody keeps asking about. Uh, NEO had some really cool news um, just over the weekend where they announced the partnership with NVIDIA, you know, one of my favorite companies of all time. Um, you know, they make chips for everything, but they uh, have chips for AVs, autonomous vehicles, electric vehicles. So they're going to be working with, uh, with NIO, the large Chinese electric vehicle company. NIO symbols NIO, if you're not aware of it, and NVIDIA symbols NVDA. And boy, I got to tell you, I, I think the two of them coming together is a, uh, 
monumental announcement. I think this is going to be really, really big um, for both companies, but even more for Neo because it's not quite big of a company. And I think it really will kind of push them to rival Tesla when it comes to the Chinese market initially, then potentially a global market. Uh, as you know, uh, I think I've shared before, we own Neo for clients. We have a big gain. Uh, we're still holding on. And then it came out uh, after the bell yesterday announced that they're going to be raising some money. And typically when that happens, uh, you will see the stock fall on the news. And initially it did fall this morning, but it's up a half a percent right now just because the, the demand for NEO and the upside potential uh, is just so big. And these high growth stocks, that's what they do. When they rally like this, they'll use that to sell some stock to raise some money. It's just a business um, decision. Uh, they're looking to raise $1.3 billion in a convertible note. Uh, to fuel their plans. Uh, they have such ambitious electric vehicle plans and probably eventually autonomous vehicle plans. So it's just part of, it's part of the game when, when you have companies like this. But again, if NEO closes here, it's closing at the best level ever. So um, I think it could pull back because it's, it's run a lot in the last two weeks. But man, I love this company long-term. One of my favorite stocks out there. Again, for full disclosure at Penn Financial, we do have it for some clients. Uh, another one a lot of people are asking about, uh, this is ENG. And global uh, stock is up 35 percent today at 585. Um, this stock not too long ago was below a buck just in November. It's, you know, it's apparently a hydrogen play. It's again, this is one to, to me that looks a little uh, propped up, uh, uh, to say it nicely. Uh, even at this level, it's only worth about 161 billion dollars. So if you take a look back at where this company was, and this is this is kind of something I find quite interesting. And I love small companies, so don't get me wrong. Uh, but if I look back at, at the market cap of where this was not too long ago, it's a $20 million company. Now it's 165 or so, up about eightfold. What did this do to uh, give it the ability to jump that high? Uh, I, I just can't, there, there's not enough out there. It seems pump and dumpy to me. So I, again, I avoid it. I, I just can't be going into a stock that looks like this. Uh, another question was about Ackman SPAC uh, and, and what they could be buying. You know, uh, Bill Ackman, the billionaire, has a SPAC out there, which you know almost all SPACs price at 10 bucks, but Bill Ackman has to be different, so he prices his at 20. This was back in September, and I bought some of the units back then, so it's PSTHU. So now I own PSTH and the warrants, uh, and uh, I'm up really nicely myself. And this is for my own money. Uh, and uh, it's uh, the stock rallied on Friday up to 31 dollars at 28.60 right now, up about a buck, uh, about 35 cents today. But again, it's trading well above. It's trading over 40% above that, that baseline level of 20. And it hasn't made an announcement yet, which is, which is crazy. It'd be like trading at 14 and change uh, if you were a company uh, or with a SPAC that didn't make an announcement, a normal one at $10. So some of the company, somebody asked what, who they could be targeting, and there's rumors everywhere. Uh, Stripe, which is similar to Square, which is a, a payment company. I'd love to see that. Bloomberg has been one for a while. I'd love to see that. I think you're nuts. Uh, Coinbase is one that's out there. I don't know if that happens, but I would love that. Uh, one that keeps getting floated around is Pornhub, which is a pornographic site, but they are a huge multi-billion dollar company. I don't see Ackman going that way. I just think that'd be crazy if he did, but that one's been floated around out there as well. Uh, I'd love to see Stripe, Coinbase, or Bloomberg personally, so that's what I'm putting out there into the universe, because I think if that happens, the stock uh, or the SPAC does go nuts, at least for a day or two, and I could sell into it. Uh, so I, I think that's where we're leading. It's going to be a big deal either way, and I can't wait for the announcement to happen. It's going to be big, big news all over. So we'll definitely talk about it that day when it does happen. Um, 
Another one was people were asking about uh, nukes, nuclear energy, and uh, I, I think nukes are going to be really big. We talked about um, some uh, uranium mining companies uh, uh, maybe two weeks ago or so in the podcast, but uh, I, I think there's there's some big upside there. The problem with that industry is they just it's such a bad name. People think of Chernobyl, uh, they think of Three Mile Island. I talked about this maybe even just last week, so I don't want to delve into it too much again. But it is very clean. If you're looking for clean energy, it is actually extremely safe. So it's, but it's all about the NIMBY, not in my backyard. People don't want that stuff in their backyard. So I don't know if it's ever going to take off like it should, but uh, there's something to keep an eye on. Uranium prices have been going up, so it may be something you want to look at the uranium companies if you want to play that trend. Uh, and the last one looks like we, somebody asked about was uh, GIK, which is Gig Capital 3, which is a, uh, a SPAC as well. So let me pull it up here and uh, take a look at it. Uh, this is uh, Gig Capital 3, and uh, they're going to be emerging with Lightning E-Motors, um, which is a company, uh, the provider of um, commercial uh, EVs, of course, uh, for fleets, though. It's a little bit different. Uh, so you'll see some fleets of, of electric vehicles for them. Uh, they are a uh, leading cloud-based automotive technology diagnostics company as well. And the stock would announce is at 10. Uh, it rallied up to 11. It's since gone to almost 16. It's at 14 right now. So it's one to keep an eye on. And I think when it actually makes the complete merger and changes the name, changes the symbol, you'll just see a bounce from there as well. So I don't know. I, I would definitely keep an eye on it. Uh, Gig Capital 2 is one that I own personally. I've talked about this in the past. GIX, only trading at $11. Uh, this is going to be um, emerging with uh, telehealth companies. And uh, I, I think that one's extremely undervalued, but it's not as exciting obviously as electric vehicles so you're not going to see uh, people running around uh, you know uh, because it's just it's not as exciting as electric vehicles are right now it's like the hottest thing on the earth so uh, that's one i like there as well but that's the ask matt section uh, it's been a pretty long podcast here and uh, don't forget to like subscribe comment below if you have any questions let me know uh, we'll be back friday here and uh friday show i will talk about the pain uh buy now pay later I'll share a couple of companies in that sector with you, um, but I'm going to have a couple other fun ones. I think I'm going to do marry, date, or get rid of her again uh, for stocks. So send over your stocks. I'll tell you which it is. It's kind of a fun segment. Tell you what to do with the stocks, and uh, we'll do that on Friday as well. All right. I hope everybody has a wonderful rest of your week. It's a beautiful Tuesday here. No surf today. Waves aren't that big, but I'm going tomorrow morning before work starts. So uh, get out there. Be safe. Be happy. Enjoy your week. Um, thanks again for following. Uh, thanks again for sharing. And uh, we look forward to Friday. So send me your stocks, uh, Twitter, Matthew McCall, or put them in the comments below. Uh, we'll get them into your segment on Friday. Thank you so much. Uh, again, from Paradise, I'm Matt McCall, and this has been your Moneyline. Moneyline with Matt McCall. To find more information, head over to McCallMoneyWire.com. That's McCallMoneyWire.com.